Hello, loreheads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about Act 2 of the Netflix series Arcane, which came out a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I like It's so in my soul to say when it was released. <laughs> <laughs> the 13th of November, 2021. Wow, okay, oh, you really boy. didn't have to one-up me like that. <laughs> it's a really young champion. <laughs> it feels like it's been out forever. Man. It doesn't, though. Yeah. It's going by too quickly. I know. Yeah. And at the same time, this. not quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We got to watch these all in the same room, which was really fun. But also then we realized that we couldn't talk about it. It was really hard, <laughs> folks. Was, we, we definitely did not consider that. <laughs> we definitely still kind of talked about some things a little bit, but we tried to keep it. It was light. pretty funny. Yeah. It was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> After that, now what do we... Let's talk about anything but (laughs) all that shit that just happened, right? It's just funny to watch, like, almost three hours of something and then, like, all right, well, let's move on. Because you never do that. You always talk about whatever you just watched, right? Yeah. Yeah. There were several points where we were like, all right, no, 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 we got to save this for the podcast. (laughs) I don't remember a single fucking thing that we were going to save for the podcast. (laughs) One of them was really good, too. This podcast is going to suck now. Uh, All the juices rung dry. (laughs) Yeah, I have nothing left to say about the episode. It was fine. No. (laughs) Uh, Overall, I don't know. Do we want to go episode by episode again? Do we want to dump some emotions out right away? This wasn't as... It's still a very emotional three episodes. It didn't quite have that impact that Act 1 had, I think. Because, you know, a bunch of children didn't die at the end, (laughs) which is really good. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think we can go episode by episode, but also the the overall for me, I think this was a very good setup for what I assume the last three episodes are going to be about. <laughs> they were all very good, um, but yeah, less of a self-contained story than the first three episodes were for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you had kind of said that in the Discord earlier, and I completely agree. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think it actually... I had to. Um, I rewatched them again just for the purposes of this, um, and I enjoyed them more after that because I think coming off of that, like real emotional sort of high or low either way from Act One into <laughs> this and having an expectation that it's going to hit those kind of same beats or or highs and lows, um, can it left me feeling a little like underwhelmed almost. But I think mm. that's maybe uh, like you said, it it works more. I assume as a part of a larger sort of two piece thing with Act two and three. Right. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's not a reasonable expectation. Like you said, we can't kill Zon children every episode. <laughs> oh my God. Can't as much we? as we want to. Can't we, Mark? Stop it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Act three, no. they never even touched on any of, like they didn't continue any of the stories from Act two. <laughs> they just told brand new stories. <laughs> There's another, like, seven-year time jump, and they just all moved on. We learn about, like, Janna. (laughs) Finally. Right. (laughs) Mundo shows up. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, I really, I definitely really liked these. I felt um, kind of, I don't want to say bogged down, or slightly less interested anytime Jace was there. Like every Jay scene, I get I get that politics is very important for stories like this, and every time it's the the part that I'm the least interested in personally. So I was just um 
kind of uncaring. And then literally anytime I saw fire drinks, I was like, it was the best moment. <laughs> it, was, it was so exciting. Yeah, I will say a lot of those had a very, you know, Star Wars episodes, yes. like one through three feel to them. <laughs> I was Complete gonna... even with like, Jace playing the part, yeah, of yeah. Fucking he, Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks. unfortunately, oh in this Jar Jar tale. Jace. Oh no! Oh no! You're right. He is Jar Jar Jace. Oh well, somebody's gonna have to make that Photoshop real quick. Oh, man. When this episode comes out. Don't put that fucking but, evil into yeah. the world. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna compare it to the prequels, but that felt mean because <laughs> it's, mm. it's it's definitely better. Like yes, I, I'm in no way comparing the quality to the prequels. Yeah, yeah. Just you know the overarching and they're not like obscenely long scenes you know they they break them up with more excitement and stuff which is good yeah 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 Yeah, i mean you know i think i find the i find the conflict between like jace and heimer a far more interesting one than yeah uh, jace's kind of descent into having to deal with the politics of of piltover like I, i get it you know and i guess if nothing else i like that there's there's a little bit of like defying of expectations with Jace and that it was nice that he wasn't just a complete glory hog intentionally. He kind of just got pushed into it. And I found that better than him just kind of pushing out Victor, you know, in that way, things like that, Yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah, Jinx fucking steals the show for this act in my opinion. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I was obsessed with Vi too, but Jinx definitely like, it, it's it's weird to to have scenes that are humorous and heartbreaking like simultaneously in like the same frame even and it's it's bizarre and amazing yes they did such a good job with that uh, yeah yeah i mean it seems like um that'd be, that was like the big thing they needed to try and handle why right is getting that really <laughs> uh grounded act one into you know into the jinx kind of shape that we know um yeah yeah i thought they did a great job with it frankly Mm-hmm. All right. So, so I guess starting from the beginning, episode four. Episode four. Happy Progress Day. <laughs> we were all really excited <laughs> to see Progress Day get acknowledged. <laughs> I was very excited, um, and it was you know it was just as much fun as I was hoping it would be. I guess like Progress Day means a very very different thing for the you know inventors that we learned about in. The, the other story in Piltover than it does for like the masses. We didn't we didn't really get to see the <laughs> just the citizens of Zon and how they viewed Progress Day, but the whole thing was like a very fun affair. It was very nice, much yeah. less stress involved if you're an average citizen of Piltover for Progress Day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you just go to a nice fair, right? You just get to oh, <laughs> right. yeah, so go down <laughs> to Disneyland. Fly robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah. We also learned very early on that Piltover, as we know it now, is just 200 years old. So, Heimer, it outages Piltover by a solid hundred plus years. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Again, maybe condensing the timeline down. I hope and pray that that's yeah. what's happening. I've seen a number of posts, people like, well, how does this line up with the timeline? And it's like, I don't think it does. And I think they're just going to shrink it. Yeah. Right. No, it 100% does not <laughs> match up with the For timeline sure. that they've set up. But I don't think that's a bad thing. It. Yeah, I think 200 years is a reasonable amount of time for Zahn to become what it is and for Piltover to have taken over in that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, you know, talking about Progress Day, because that's supposed to mark the, uh, like, the anniversary of the sun gates being opened and also kind of when they kind of fucked, they blew everything up, right? That's kind of what happened. But with the the hex gates, are we kind of thinking that that's going to completely just 
like that's really what is going to now be the shipping thing and there's not going to ever have been the sun gates and this explosion thing or or like i don't know they haven't gone into it that much but it seems like Hmm. a big a big shift in what makes piltover like so important or powerful right i'm curious if the hex gates are gonna stay Mm. to the end Mm, that's true it does open up a a type of transportation that would be i guess a little broken in in the lore of the world (laughs) if it's stuck around yeah potentially i mean i think it i guess it would kind of depend on how you implemented it i was going to say it introduces a type of transportation that would be really good if you wanted to say have an mmo and you have this big fuck off world that people need to get around you know but (laughs) it's very true yeah this we are talking about this by the way the day before like a bunch of big announcements are supposed to happen so i don't know oh, mm. <laughs> big announcements are awesome. right. we might release this and then immediately sound dumb or very smart <laughs> hey. you're either prophetic or or extra tinfoil hat oh. yeah ride or die i like it <laughs> we also very early on in this episode get a stanwick padiddly call out uh, and we get a very different look at Stanwick than we have seen in the lore so far. Now, I know we didn't get into it too much. We talked about it a little bit at the Jace episode, but Stanwick Petitoli was, you know, kind of a, a professor who he had certain protégés. I think Victor was one of the protégés. I think probably Jace, although I don't remember if they specified. But, yeah, essentially he had, when Victor built Blitzcrank, he stole credit for that invention and then achieved great fame because of it which is a very different picture than we're getting from Heimerdinger which is that he that Stanwyck you know treasured his pupils and he wasn't a great inventor himself and he kind of knew it so he uh, knew that he invested all that time into growing others instead and also apparently that he's dead it was also the (laughs) feeling that I get which (laughs) yeah yeah Heimer is like oh reminiscing right he's like oh he knew him he doesn't know him currently because he's in the ground somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean yeah wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting to see stanwick at all honestly i thought that was going to be written out but yeah uh, interesting to see him still but in a new light yeah it's interesting because that guy i feel like didn't he also have something to do with twisted fate at one point wasn't he just kind of all over like he made ergot or some shit wasn't he kind of just all over old league lore <laughs> he was definitely all over old league lore. I don't even know all of the stuff that he's <laughs> responsible yes. for in the it old was, lore, but it sounded like if they needed like a scientist or something, they just use this dude. <laughs> they, that was kind of the case a lot of the time. I yeah. feel like, but um, yeah, it was a neat little yeah. thing. So I mean, like I don't know. I'm trying to like think about this this episode kind of in broad strokes, and I think um one thing that kind of struck me. So I already talked about Jace not being a glory hog, which I kind of liked. Their, the way they were handling him reacting to that and kind of waffling between uh, you know, wanting to kind of disobey Heimerdinger's kind of instructions and being willing to not announce things, things like that. Um, what did y'all think of Caitlin, though? <laughs> I asked pointedly. Just in general? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess I'll say that for me, she felt like maybe the weakest part of this this act for me. I, I She felt very flat for me. Like, I, I didn't... I didn't get a lot of character from her, and I was also kind of frustrated with the way they handled her and that, you know, she's kind of like the black sheep of both her family and all of the people she works with. Like, they're all kind of, like, making fun of her. It made me get, like, feelings of looking at Fiora's lore a little bit. Mm. Does that make sense? Where, 
I don't know. I it, I don't know. It felt a little. I'm trying to find the right yeah. words to describe it. Well, I mean, I I guess it makes it made a little sense to me because she's the black sheep of her family because she takes this, you know, what do they call them? Enforcer. This enforcer sure. job, which sounds like something her family would never ever 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 do. Yeah. And then they don't like her there because her family has money and they just pay for her to be there is how they feel so i kind of understand her being a little bit of an outsider they don't really lean into any of it enough it just doesn't have a lot of screen time i think the best view you get of caitlin is when she's in her room and she has all of like the pictures down on the ground and she's trying to solve this puzzle because i could see Mm -hmm. her like she's curious and she wants to investigate and she wants to do good is kind of like what i'm getting from her but yeah yeah, she, she like wants to do more than she's being given the responsibility for right now because everybody in the everybody that works with her seems to know that like all right you're an enforcer but like this is also largely ceremonial we mm-hmm. couldn't tell you no because your parents are so powerful but like <laughs> we're also not going to let you do anything cool just like stay in your lane let us do the heavy lifting um, but obviously she wants more than that and she's capable of more and uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked what we got with Caitlin here. It was a very, it was a very fish out of water type thing where yeah. this is her first. I mean, you even saw this with Marcus when he goes down to the underground. He kind of got a different. He took a different tack than she did, but he went to the underground and he didn't know what the fuck he was doing either. And he was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna make my mark here." And then, oops, made a deal with the devil. Fucked that one up. My B. And Caitlin's more of like the uh, uh just very more innocent view of like the also also out of place but like you know i could make a difference maybe i don't know but uh but i i liked her i liked her i wouldn't necessarily call it an arc yet i think it's definitely the beginnings of an arc yeah uh and i i expect that she'll get to complete it before the end but i liked the setup for her arc Sure, yeah, and I, I definitely agree that the sequences after her and Vi pair up and head down into Zon are, be- are much better, like, especially in episode, I think, five it is when they're in the, the brothel. That's kind of, like, mm-hmm. the most fun I had with Caitlin was just seeing her having to kind of react and think on her feet and, and naturally kind of fall into it as well. Um, but, yeah, I'll be curious to see kind of what happens in the, the, the following arc, because I do agree kind of with what you said, Rebecca, that it, it feels like maybe she just didn't get as much screen time as she could have used, maybe, to help some of those ideas uh, you know, gestate for my, for at least for me anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. I really liked her actually when she was in Vi's old house, which I think is episode six, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, they have like a moment where Vi tells Caitlin that her parents were killed by enforcers, and I think that was a really like smack for Caitlin, like for to she like probably have never thought of that has never realized that she probably sees on the way a lot of other people do not really as like human beings with families you know and yeah i don't know or she assumes they're all human beings with families as opposed to <laughs> oh, yeah. all these broken <laughs> yes that too that probably makes more sense <laughs> yeah i mean she even's like is saying oh you don't know whether or not your sister is alive you don't have parents or didn't know or so yeah. i don't remember exactly but um, yeah she's like how do you not know if your sister's alive or not she's like i was in fucking prison bitch right. <laughs> yeah it um it almost kind of teeters on the point of like i understand a sheltered upbringing but it almost kind of teeters on i don't know i guess i'd be curious to know a little that's the thing where i feel like i just need more time with i need more time with caitlin because yeah. to me it seems like anyone who's even working something close to a beat 
would kind of have an understanding of you know the idea that you know there are like a bunch of like there are zon orphans and that's like an issue that they probably face uniquely you know i don't know i don't know yeah and they've probably been keeping her away from the beat for probably yeah. that reason <laughs> that's a fair point but i I did want to go back a little because I, I did. Oh, take, yeah, we're still on episode four. I yeah, did sorry. take uh, <laughs> no, very no. sequential notes. I'm sorry. I did not do the broad strokes approach. <laughs> but okay. I really liked the foreshadowing when Heimerdinger was talking to Jace um, and offering the speech up to Jace when Jace says, Heimer, I could never take your place. <laughs> I immediately, like, the thing that popped into mind at that moment was, like, that Spongebob meme when he, like, has his hands on his hips, like, I could never. (laughs) 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 I'm, like, I'm so shocked and excited that Heimer is being given, like, such a big part of this story. And what a way to make everyone fucking hate Jace, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Right? All his expressive sad eyes. I know, right? It's a real real kick the dog type moment, which I think is a... Almost a shame, maybe, because I, I do think that the... I really like Jason Heimer coming up against each other in the sense of, you know, again, they're they're working from perspectives that they each have, right? Jace isn't doing it because he's like, oh, now I'll have control. He's like, well, no, Victor's Victor's dying. This is... We got to yeah. keep Victor alive. And also <laughs> yeah. the, taking some of these kind of fantastical elements of like, yeah, what happens when you've got a race like Yordles who theoretically live forever potentially or at least you know dozens of centuries against someone with a lifespan of 80 at you know on the good side right Mm -hmm. and it's fun to play with those i think yeah it's a very good like it's one of those things where you definitely see both sides oh yeah you you see jason victor like obviously we don't live 300 years we cannot (laughs) wait 300 years to put this in the hands of people like i get that you can but like we're humans and Heimer, like, I've lived 300 years. I know all of the dangers <laughs> of what you're proposing right now. I've seen shit go wrong, and it looked just like this. Like, you mm. don't understand. Absolutely. Uh, and, and yes, and I do love as well, Rebecca, that Heimer is not just... I was like, I was worried after Act 1. I was like, okay, that's probably going to be the bulk we're going to see, and he'll just kind of hang out. <laughs> you know, he's just going to be in the back drinking. But no, mm-hmm. he's, he's front and center. I love it. He's, you know, it's great. Yeah. And this could be the beginning of what you proposed, John, last episode of the Yordles having to go into hiding. Yeah. Being thrown off the council. Uh, Random thing, but does anyone else think that at the speed that those airships are leaving those gates, that anything inside would be liquefied? (laughs) (laughs) Or like, imagine if you hit a bird on the way, it would just like rip right through the fucking rigid hole or whatever. I don't know. It's magic. (laughs) You don't got to explain right? shit. You accidentally hit Jana. <laughs> shit. <laughs> She'd be all right. She's all right. <laughs> you hit a Zon orphan. That's what you'd probably hit somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They'd find a way. i finally flown into the sky. I'm finally free. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Riding one of those giant, like, balloons from the Jinx music video. Oh, God, my heart. Oh, man. <laughs> finally <No>. free. <laughs> I did notice, too, during Progress Day, Jace's assistant is very smitten with him at the beginning. So I didn't notice this the first time around, but um, mm. she and then she, she moves up. real quick onto Victor. <laughs> As she should. <laughs> she's, a, she's a... God, what would the name be for that? She's like a beaker babe or something like that. What? <laughs> Think like, like, I think like group like, like what would the name be for someone who's just really into science guys <laughs> instead of like a booth babe like a yeah or like a Bill Nye groupie type that's what I'm trying to think of sure I mean beaker babe is pretty good it's pretty mm-hmm. good 
we'll, we'll, we'll work we'll workshop it sure <laughs> sure <laughs> oh. moving a little bit further on to the episode when they were kids and jinx was like i'm gonna ride in an airship and then milo was like i'm gonna shoot one out of the air jinx got to be the first to do both of them <laughs> <laughs> that's true living everyone's dreams <laughs> yeah Man. they 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 dwell a little bit in this opening um and because i think the whole time you're dying to know where jinx and vi are at least i was i'm like that's who who's really matters right now so we do get jinx pretty early and it's fantastic her introduction is so fucking good <laughs> so good like the the cinematography here because like you're seeing it through the eyes of these firelight people and to them like it's it's like a horror movie and to them jinx is the monster in this horror movie you see her like flashing across the camera you hear her giggles it's like it's so good i i almost wish i could experience this without knowing anything about league yeah i I remember saying that last time and i I, again this was one where i had the feeling too of like man i don't know i I completely agree it makes me think a little of uh uh, batman begins if you remember that they did a little bit of that at one point with batman being the thing but yes um tons of fun for sure i mean honestly like i said jinx is great across like every scene that she's in in this from here on forward you know and i yeah i also fucking love how many times she sleight of hands grenades onto people like she's a skyrim character constantly (laughs) reverse pickpocketing them yeah right (laughs) yeah which is my favorite way to play skyrim (laughs) yeah i guess that's something she like consistently does in every sequel even like when she's fucking with chuck (laughs) we're just gonna call him chuck (laughs) i also really like when she punches so she punches the mask off that firelight and she sees Mm -hmm. the the girl with pink hair who she immediately gets confused and thinks is vi and she is just standing in the middle of fire just burning all around her and she's just holding on to this girl's wrist just staring at her (laughs) as the flames lick everywhere like uh it was like a I don't know, it's a really powerful scene. For sure. Yeah, it's a neat way to pl- to play with it, too, right? Of having her just have the hallucinations with it, right? It's fun. It's, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that she shoots everyone up trying to get the, the firelight people in, in her kind of day state, too, she's, is very interesting how she is a jinx, no matter whose side she's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess, you know, I was complaining about Caitlin a little. I did like her whole investigation sequence coming to the, the scene of the crime. Um, it was really, you know, no dialogue, but we can clearly see how she is figuring things out and deducing things. Like, nice, mm-hmm. fun, you know? Uh, so, I, again, just trying to thinking through, like, I'm trying to, like, run through it for procedurally in my head. And I remember, like, enjoying that whole sequence, right? And I like, you know, when they had Jinx in uh, her, I don't know where she's at, on top of her propeller, I guess when yeah, she, her, her little, little lab her little lab <laughs> quote unquote mm-hmm. um, I really liked those having her having the, the Milo and Clagger like the Clagger oh. doll and the Milo mannequin I guess is yeah. such a great yeah. detail I think I saw the Milo first like I noticed it for I was just so like hyper focused on big. Jinx yeah. yeah and then and then seeing that in the background I was like fuck dude <laughs> it's yeah. so hard and then periodically too the camera would just close up on them 
Yeah. And then she would respond mm-hmm. as if they had just talked to her. Yeah, yeah. she has very, like, golem scenes <laughs> throughout this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or she's kind of arguing with herself. But yeah, it's, oh. a, it's a really uh, neat... It's, this is a really neat way to kind of communicate all that, right? It's a really cool mm-hmm. detail to add, and it's a lot of fun to see. You know, I think that, and, and similarly, her having almost like that... Uh, little flashback when she's messing around with the hex tech crystal makes perfect sense mm. and it's like, yeah yeah it's 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 interesting you know yeah i'm glad that they're they're really showing like she has not moved on she has not healed she has not worked through this no, like very very ptsd so yeah all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely we also in this episode get a very early introduction to what will be vi's gauntlet and yeah. what will be victor's mechanical arm <laughs> yeah, that, those were a treat to fucking see. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the arm was cool. Because I, I, I am hoping we get Victor in his suit b- before this is over. God, please. Prototype yes. Victor, I guess. It has yes. to happen, right? To, to see the arm was a hint that that's where they're going. So Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, no one mentioned how fucking beautiful his picture of Heimerdinger was. He just <laughs> carved it out of laser and no one was even like, wow. You're a good artist, Honestly, Victor. Yeah, that was really <laughs> right. impressive. I know. I was. I remember. Yeah, I was like, oh, that is real good entirely. Yes. Would you get your? That's what he no should appreciates do. Victor. That's what he should do once he gets his like suit in the arm. He should just do art, like at the beach. You know, like they laser do caricatures. caricatures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to draw you on a go kart with this laser. Okay. <laughs> Bring a piece of wood. He and Jin doing their twisted art together. Oh no! <laughs> Give me that skin. <laughs> And we get a really cool introduction to a lot of... It's like a bunch of flash cuts of just, like, random shit happening in Zon. A tattoo artist giving some dude a pentakill tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, we also... I don't know if anyone has any context on this. If you do, let me know. Um, there was a giant-ass, like, turtle statue um, that everybody seemed to make be making offerings to down there. Hmm. Uh, and... Uh, basically uh, it looked kind of like a turtle with an eye painted on the back of its hands and it stood on its back two feet and everyone was holding what looked like eyeballs up to it as offerings and it had what looked like eyeballs hanging in capsules around its neck Mm. uh this was around 17 minutes for reference if you want to go back (laughs) in the episode and tell me what the fuck this is but i'm real curious like what fucking turtle eye religion this is in zon all right okay so Skipping ahead again, episode six, right? What do they have hanging over all the uh, shimmer, like, addicts? Is that big purple eye, right? You know what I'm talking about? That big thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do uh, do we have any idea what that is in relation to? Because I got a tinfoil on it, but... Oh, shit. Let's hear it. I'd love to hear it. I mean, it might be related to this turtle, so... That's why I was kind (laughs) of wondering, because I didn't think about... I didn't see any of the eyes on the turtle. Like, it's a really brief flash, right? It's a striking image, but I didn't see any of the eye details. Um, I probably should have paused. But okay, so you got Shimmer, right? Very purple. Kind of Void-related, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe, right? And what do we know is in the Void? Has a lot of fucking eyeballs? Watchers, right? So what did these Shimmer addicts build? They built themselves a big makeshift Watcher that looks over them, right? And maybe that filters up into higher-up Zon, where Shimmer is now starting to proliferate throughout the people. So it's... The, the- I-, I dig it. I love the theory that Shimmer is tied to the Void somehow, just because the idea that the Void could at any point come into play, not in a huge way, because we only have three episodes left, obviously, (laughs) but that is thrilling. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I don't think that'll be it. I was just trying to figure out what the hell was the deal with that big eye, and except for just it being a cool set piece p- imagery. So. Yeah, did they build it, or is it something that has just been there for a while like and that. it yeah. fell? Yeah, because it's, it's. I mean, Vi used to live in that building with her that family. That is true. She did just, seem a little confused when they got there, though. Oh, that's yeah. true. There was just, like it's just a sign. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe we'll see. I. D- that is terrifying to think that they all these like shimmer addicts built this giant eye to watch them because they just like can't get out of their heads or something. Something like that, maybe. I hate like that. It. Yeah. Which is why it was so shittily built. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. It fell over. It was a nice sign, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that whole—I was just gonna say—that whole um, kind of time skip world building, real quick, of like, here's Piltover, here's what's happened, here's Zon, here's what's happened. Zon looks so <laughs> fucking cool with that music playing over, yeah. and it cuts like that guy in like a pimp suit again. Is like his shit shined, and one guy's got like a gator yeah. on a leash. It is like. <laughs> God, it's like the scummiest parts of L.A. or something like that. I don't know. But. <laughs> At night, <laughs> At specifically. Night. <laughs> you also see a dude walking by with a massive just cask of green chemicals on his back. Very singed. Oh, like I didn't see The that. dude didn't look anything like singed, but that vat of chemicals looked very <laughs> like singed. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, we get some scenes down in Zon here. Um, the, the scene with Jinx when she kind of drops down from the ceiling onto Silco's desk and is helping him with his little eyedropper thing. <laughs> it was so good. Just her getting like continually distracted. Like, you're like, the sisters can't live with them. Can't stuff them back in the old baby maker. <laughs> Such a good line. Then <laughs> she's like blowing into the syringe like it's a bottle. Like, ooh, ooh. And she makes spaceship noises with it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, focus, focus, Jinx. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was almost like a. Uh kind of six of crows e with and think like inej and uh kaz where she's kind of hanging like out in the background while he's doing his business she kind of drops down she's just always there yeah, she is always there i did like that that multiple times yeah. she's just eavesdropping and he's just like talks to her after whoever it is leaves you know mm-hmm. and they're usually talking shit about jake too <laughs> yeah, like true. she's out of her mind you can't control her you gotta get rid of her murderer she's yeah. just fucking sitting up there <laughs> they're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> But she learned mm. those skills from hiding from the enforcers in episode three. It's true. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Or two. Mm-hmm. So then we we hop back up to Piltover, and it's this fundraising scene. And let's see, what was the line here? Uh, the fundraiser's going well. Your mother would be proud, says Mel's assistant to Mel. And uh, who's the mother? All we know about Mel's mother is that she is Noxian. Um, and Mel in this scene is also planting the seed for Jace to challenge Heimerdinger. Yeah. Uh, she says, he only sees the past. Piltover needs a leader who looks to the future. Someone like you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, what's interesting to me about that is that her assistant, we must assume knows who her mother is and that she's Noxian, right? And what do we know about Noxians and their spies? They work in pairs. Right. The War Masons work in pairs. I, Never one without the other. I do like this seer. Honestly, I still like Mel. I know a lot of people really don't like Mel. I find her super interesting. Oh, yeah. And I like the idea that she's Noxian. She's very Noxious. Like, yes. yes. She's doing what she's got to fucking do, you know? And Jerry, 
her next line too, right after that, I've spoken to several potential investors. Everybody wants hex tech for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extra ominous, knowing she, she's Noxian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't hate Mel at all. I I agree. Super interesting. Oh, yeah. I think what I like about her yeah. is that even for someone who's very obviously you know manipulating the situation, etc., um, still get some humanization, right? You know, I, yeah. I, I was kind of thought it was I thought it was funny how like Jace kind of you know this is skipping ahead again, but Jace goes to her. And she's a little surprised, but it doesn't, it seems almost kind of like, oh, that's cute. I guess I'll, I'll go along with it. Yeah. It seems to have a little yeah. hesitation about <laughs> kicking out Heimer. It kind of feels bad, even though, again, doing what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. I do love that. It's like when he starts spilling his heart about Victor and she's like, okay, why are you coming to me about this? <laughs> <laughs> I let you do it once and now you're <laughs> telling me your fucking feelings? I don't know, man. <laughs> Now, during the Progress Day speech, I re- so there was some some good symbolism here, too. Uh, Mark, you had talked a little bit about how Jace was very reluctant to go up there by himself. Like, he didn't want to leave Victor backstage. He wanted Victor to come up on with him, and Victor was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but then when he goes on stage, Jace has been drinking out of a coffee mug, which has just a picture of Jace's face on it. <laughs> it says, like, the man of tomorrow. And Victor's in frame, like in the background, and then Jace like puts down the coffee mug of his own face and completely blocks out Victor in the scene altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, this, this is very good imagery. Like I was saying last time, it's like someone's paying attention. They're thinking about like, hey, what's a good way of showing what's going to happen here? And by the way, I want one of those Man of Progress mugs so I can have <laughs> Jace yeah. in my face every morning. You know what I'm saying? Jace in my face. It was interesting too. So when Jace goes on stage, the Poro-fessor, Heimerdinger's Poro. Uh, the Poro! How have we not mentioned the Poro yet? He's adorable. so cute. Uh, he seems very scared of Jace when he takes the stage. He like retreats under under Heimer's chair when he when he takes the podium. Well, they shot him with a laser. Yeah. They did shoot him with a laser. <laughs> I like that he has a little bandage on his horn yeah. for the rest of the horn. He needs it. He got a boo-boo on his horn. <laughs> you think he'd be scared of Victor, though, because Victor was the run- one running the laser. But Yeah, yeah but Chase looks scary. He's tall. He is <laughs> tall. <laughs> I guess everyone's tall to the poor Ophester, except Heimerdinger. Ah. <laughs> uh, I like the little back and forth outside the speech too between Caitlin and the other guards when they're like, can't believe he's, I thought this guy was supposed to be smart. Didn't he send a balloon to the other side of the world? <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin was just like, it's not a balloon. It's a, it's an airship. It's, it's stiff and rigid. Looks like a fucking balloon to me. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking girl with your book smarts. Right, it's dropping the f bombs early on this uh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just I would like I would have liked it more. Sorry to like harp on Caitlin this whole episode, but I just feel like I would have liked it more if maybe everyone was kind of constantly obsequious to her to the point where she could never get any real traction on anything. Not like oh everyone's kind of picking on her and her boss doesn't like her, but kind of maybe invert it. Because I thought it would be real interesting to have her look up to to Marcus and kind of only see this image that he's kind of crafted post time skip right it gets her a little more kind of highlights more of that like 
you don't have the full picture on what the situation is. You're kind of going into this whole thing with this idealized view of everyone and everything, and you don't understand. And like, and then the arc is right, her uncovering all that and coming to grips with it, you know? But Yeah, exposing Marcus. And, yeah, that would be interesting. Which will probably, I mean, they're definitely setting that up at least, because yeah. we have, Marcus has essentially direct orders from Silco that Vi and Caitlin cannot resurface. Mm-hmm. And Jace has given him direct orders to block down the bridges so nobody gets in or out. So you know there's going to be some fucking show down there. Yeah, yeah Caitlin's going to sure. have to see what's what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm real curious. So it's this episode, too, where Jace is promoted to a council member. Is but, it? Yeah. But we don't actually mm-hmm. get to see who votes for him or against him. And I'd be real curious to see. I don't know. Because there definitely seemed people against the promotion. I kind of want to, I know, like, I'm not super interested in the politics, but I'm kind of interested in the politics. <laughs> I want to know who voted no on that. <laughs> it would be curious to see, right? I mean, it seems that was bef- the sequence. That happens before he starts going around the opera, right? That's Because that's, he's yeah. not a council member yeah, yet. Yeah, because that one's in episode mm-hmm. five. Well, I think we yeah. could probably assume that, so Mel, Heimer, because Heimer seemed to seconded the motion, right? We can assume maybe whoever Mel has in her pockets, the, the guy still playing with the, the children's <laughs> toy, that one counselor. Years later. <laughs> maybe it's a very close close one, but that's at least three out of seven, right? Is that right? So you just need one more. Also, we get another glimpse of Jinx's lair, and she also has a carousel running on the ceiling, much like in her Get Jinxed Delusion mm. music video. And this yeah. is when she's listening to her theme song? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was delighted. It was very good. That was fun. You know what's fun about that, too, is we ended up watching episode one again with some people who hadn't, and uh, it's like kind of a direct mirror to that, because remember, she's in her bunk in that episode, and she's got the little gramophone playing the music as well oh, yeah. it's like oh yeah it's a nice exact little thing that's that's happening here oh, I like that yeah so we skipped over a big <laughs> moment of that I forgot about um, Jinx just straight up fucking murders a bunch of <laughs> enforcers yeah, yeah she um, does it was like you know who Jinx is and what she does but I think like the murder aspect was always a little glossed over in her lore <laughs> but in this instance like is it, you know, you're kind of thinking, is this even redeemable at any point, Jinx, you mm-hmm. know, at, anymore? Or, I don't know, it's very dark. <laughs> Probably not to some people. Of course. Yeah, yeah. for sure, right? To yeah. Zonites, who I'm sure... Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, they're fucking enforcers. They murdered your parents. <laughs> I mean, we can assume she also kills about five firelights in that opening action sequence, too, right? Two, yeah. in the, two below, yeah. two with grenades, and then one with a shot in the back. If I'm doing my mm-hmm. math and, correctly, <laughs> yeah, and that's when she we first up see a body um, count. the yeah. owl. What is everyone calling him? Uh, I was calling him Owl Mask. Owl Mask. Yeah, that's a uh, his first appearance. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens with that and with that character because I assume we would get some more. But he, him and his team really only show up at the start and end of the entire act. They don't really do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, let's uh. Let's speed it up. We're 40 minutes in. And we're <laughs> sure, yeah. Episode five, everybody <laughs> oh, wants to be my enemy. I do love Vi's introduction, though, because we don't see her the entire fucking episode, and then you finally do at the very end, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I wanted to say about that. And I mean, beginning of episode five, another person that we haven't seen in a little while, we get to see Grayson again. That was nice. Yeah, that was interesting. I was uh, I was curious, because when, when Kate visits Vi... Um, she says, I took a look at your file. There's no record of you or your crimes. 
It's like, what the fuck was in the file then? There's no record of her? Yeah. Like, is it just like a, a, a crayon drawing of what she looks like I, now and that's it? I, I imagine that's just bad wording. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think or maybe just... they're just saying there's not there's not a lot about her at all except maybe her name. Well, it is it is funny that Riot also just released the their little extra supplementary lore bit, the archives or whatever, and they just released all mm. of Vi's records, funny enough. So there are records oh. of her, I will say. A lot of it is like supposed to be in-universe redacted and things have been hidden and all that jazz. Mm. The kind of shit we expect mm. Marcus to have done. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. The line doesn't really make sense. Like It would have been nice to have, like instead of have that throwaway line, actually just try and figure out what's the answer to how did what happened here you know i think i think her, she could have said there's no reason for your arrest written down something like that because she is arrested for no re- except to get her off the streets because silco said to yeah. get her out of there actually i'm assuming marcus was ordered to kill her yeah and then he did not it was very snow white you know yeah <laughs> yeah or even have her that's what i think of when i look at by <laughs> snow white but uh <laughs> But yeah, have her make reference uh, to, like, I looked at your file and, you know, half of it's under, it's blacked out, and the other half is, you know, behind triple security restriction. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah, Who the yeah, fuck yeah. are you? Uh, <laughs> that would have been great. I don't know. It's also nice to see, so here we kind of get to see Marcus interacting a lot with Silco, mm-hmm. and obviously Marcus is not in a power position in this relationship at all, like, where where Grayson and Vander were more kind of like, they had an arrangement, they were each kind of fulfilling their side, they seemed kind of equals. It is clear that Marcus is out of his depths here, and it is, it's kind of nice to see, like, the hot-headed Marcus from the first episode, just, like, so powerless to do anything (laughs) against the people that he looked down on the whole first three episodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, you want to see the good guys win, so... You don't necessarily want to root for Silco here, but you do want to root against Marcus. I mean, neither of them are good guys. Yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised that Marcus got a little bit more depth. Like they've done a really good job of creating of this character of a coward, right? Like here's someone who wants to do the right thing but lacks the conviction to, and and this and what it ends up causing him to do. And I kind of I just liked it. I, I was really surprised that he even showed up much at all. Like I thought maybe he would at best just kind of again be in the background just being an asshole but i like you know they handled it with a little more a little more depth i also just find it interesting that you know because in, in episode three silco seems to take a lot of offense to the idea of vander working with the pilties at all but you know here we are much later and it's almost like a weird kind of like parallel to jace where like when you get into a position all of a sudden there's a lot more complexities to to power right and the means to your ends and sometimes you have to work with the fucking wardens even if you're in a position of power like he is you know yeah yeah it's true now jace is kind of taking to his position as a counselor really trying to clean up the streets a little bit and you know tells marcus to start looking through shipping manifests and shit like that and it was hilarious in the scene because victor was there with him too and victor kind of has his first breakdown i guess at this point where he like spits blood (laughs) all over the (laughs) the deck of the the hangar bay and he's got like you know blood streaming from his mouth and nose and then jace looks at him and is like victor are you okay he's like oh yeah just a headache <laughs> yeah. he's a scientist not a doctor yeah, yeah i suppose that's fair <laughs> kate breaks vi out of well not breaks well i guess kind of does break vi out yeah. of prison um 
and they head to the underground and I fucking <laughs> I loved this for several reasons. Obviously, just the whole vibe parkour down to, to, to the underground was great. Um, but also the fact that the scene starts with Kate wanting to go into the bathosphere and um, there's this like really old yordle <laughs> and you know with a little walking cane who like hobbles in in front of them and then when Kate tries to follow Vi parkouring down she's obviously not very good at it <laughs> and by the time she gets to the bottom the old yordles passing them <laughs> on this street having already gotten down that guy shows up in episode one, actually, in that intro really? shot of the lanes. Yeah. I think it'll be fun oh. to rewatch this whole series at one point. I will say, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason why Vi doesn't ditch Caitlyn altogether at this, like, in this sequence? Like, is is there, like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm just, to I'm think. trying to understand, like, because normally in, in a situation, like, where you've got, you're busting a prisoner out and you're kind of, you've got them on a leash a lot of the time you've got like a, a little microchip in their brain that will explode if they go too far <laughs> or go off mission um but it seems like caitlin is just kind of like trusting that vi would hang out and not immediately just get lost in the undercity which we we yeah. know caitlin has no way of following her right it didn't it sounded like caitlin wasn't breaking her out temporarily and i think vi knew that there was mm-hmm. no like threat that she was gonna throw vi back in prison at any point that's true, I don't know. I so I think I think Vi is genuinely good, and Caitlin wants to help and is helpful in a lot of ways. So and also, you know, two is better than one. <laughs> also, she's hot. Kate's sexy. <laughs> That's a fair point, and I think I would I would be down with that being the explanation because I like Vi <laughs> immediately getting out and like gorging on food in like the true sense yeah. of like <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what you do and. Yeah, trying to make moves on on cakes. It's like, hey, you've been stuck in fucking prison. It's, it's time to, you know what I mean? Get your fill. So I like Vi acting that way in the, like the Get whole thing. It's great. From every hole. Eat up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just going to say, I would have really, maybe one sequence where Caitlin, I guess Caitlin, she does say, have her back with the, the gun, right, in this episode. Mm-hmm. But maybe something before that of like, there was a little bit of advantage to having an enforcer with you sometimes in certain situations, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they disguise her. I love Caitlyn Zahn disguise, by the way. I really want this skin. Mm. It's a more practical outfit, I'll say. <laughs> we uh, we get an interesting term for Zahnites here, too, that I don't think we had heard before. Mm. Uh, but Vi refers to them as fissure folk. Yeah. Oh. Trencher trash was one that Marcus used earlier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're full of them, man. They got all sorts of fucking insults. <laughs> so when are we going to talk about that yordle? The gimp yordle? I- uh, not quite yet. <laughs> we got a few scenes before that. Okay. I mean, uh, but we have to go in order. We got the, the jinx scene in the gym. Yeah, the teaser. This was the first teaser I watched that actually made me excited about the show. Just a general overarching note, too. Like, they've got the, the crow that shows up here. Mm. We get crows that show up. Mm random other points in the episodes too and stack on top of that too like the the fire lights have like a ton of like bird not even just imagery in their masks but also their mannerisms like i don't yeah. know if they're doing it intentionally <laughs> or not but like they they move very bird like with their head yeah movements. that one girl especially mm-hmm. yeah. Person, yeah 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 she did so they're all secretly birds perhaps right so we jump a bit to jace politics at this point which you know <sighs> aren't super fun (laughs) the main thing i have to say about this is like the man on stage 
is playing his fucking heart out and all these guy all these counselors are just talking to each <laughs> other about imports and shit like come on except heimer heimer's there really digging the show he's really <laughs> he into the very show into it i love heimer dinger sure and you know it's nice because that's again it's it's visually telling us what's actually happening right heimer is blind he's busy too busy he's caught mm-hmm. up and he's not seeing all the bullshit around him it's not yeah it's, it's a little he's not o- playing the game yes exactly <laughs> he's too busy enjoying shit and for the record this violinist his character is actually modeled after the real violinist oh his, uh, his name is Ray Chen, and he does a lot of violin work on League songs like Awaken, hmm. and he is a musical consultant for Riot Games. That's cool. Nice. But that's what it looks like. <laughs> so not Jin is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> not Jin, as some theories. <laughs> I know, right? You just put somebody playing some instrument in a theater and built over, and it's like, that motherfucker's Jin. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. He's going to start shooting four times. Mm-hmm. All right, brothel time, baby. Hell yes. The best scene. <laughs> was the best scene. There's so... All right, I'm just going to do a quick run-through list of everything I fucking <laughs> loved about this scene. I loved the couple in the lamb and wolf mask uh, in one of the rooms. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I loved Kate going back for a second look at that one oh, room yeah, as she yeah, passes yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the yordle in the gimp suit. Oh, fucking classic. We all died. Yeah. It was died. so good. Uh, your hot cupcake. Best Obviously. line of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Caitlin immediately get into character and start trying to come up with a backstory for herself <laughs> when <laughs> when Vi just gave her a name. Like, yes, I got the name Matilda from me mother. <laughs> yeah, her, her accent was really good. <laughs> The sexy yordle being the new madam there. Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. her, man. Yeah, working her way up. Yeah. Uh, Kate really getting into it with the lady that she ended up in the room with. <laughs> and Vi going back for that second look for her. <laughs> just every, everything about the scene was very good. This was just cinematic gold from beginning <laughs> to end. Yeah, it's a really fun scene. And, and again, like this was my favorite time spent with, with Caitlin, um, I will say mm-hmm. also. And I think I also had the sense of like, okay, they're getting they're getting kind of raunchy here. And, and I was like, I think that's about the, the peak of what we're going to hit. And then the Gimp Yordle <laughs> shows up on screen. Um, it's like, nice, plant your fucking flag a little, Riot. Yeah. <laughs> Stand behind yeah, and say, yeah, they us. fuck. <laughs> they're prepping us for the sex scene. <laughs> Just something I never thought I'd say about yeah, this show. Yeah, right? <laughs> <sighs> Give me a Vi Caitlin sex scene if you gotta do it, you know? <laughs> if we were to have watched this at my parents' house, I know exactly which scene they would have walked in for after having been out of the house all day. <laughs> Although, not the worst sex scene they've walked in on us watching, so... <laughs> it's still a cartoon, it's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Silco has a pretty good line here, too. Uh, what is truth but a survivor's story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> deep man so deep <laughs> deep silk goes real deep uh all right so let's do you guys want want to cover the sex scene <laughs> let's jump straight into the sex sure yeah i mean I've, sure you know. yeah i thought it was handled tastefully sure yeah i don't know how <laughs> I, much to say i about feel it, like <laughs> the, it was surprising yeah it was surprising mm-hmm. um so when when victor's blood kind of gets in the whole hextech core <laughs> thought you were and gonna it, end the sentence in the hole and i just uh, anyway and it starts all that like cosmic shit happening them like going back and forth between like the cosmic 
imagery from the Jace scene and like Jace and Mel doing it makes me think that like Jace like is real good at sex. <laughs> it was He's very a like a lover. cosmic type <laughs> orgasm. Like I don't know. I don't see Jace. He's it might as well world. have ended with like fireworks. <laughs> it was like a Trojan commercial. <laughs> Weird. I don't think that's what they were going for, honey. I feel like it probably was. No. Hundo percent. No. Jace fucks super good. That's the subtext of that scene. (laughs) That might as well have been the name of the episode. Episode five. Jake's fucks real good. I would have loved to have watched that. Well, I guess that's what we did watch. But I bet it was in the script. They like set his dick size and everything. (laughs) Exact measurements. How much water it displaces. I've never known anyone to measure their dick that way. It seems like the only accurate I mean, you gotta know the mass. Yeah, the volume, right? <laughs> no one cares about the size. <laughs> it's the volume. <laughs> yeah, crank it to 11. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a ton of commentary about it. It's it's fine. Like you said, tasteful, I, I thought. And I didn't really, um, you know, I don't have much else to say about it, I suppose. Except that it is kind of wild. <laughs> Just yeah, it, I mean, know. I... Th- I I think it flashing to Victor alone and dying is just so good. Mm. And I don't know. I thought it was really well done. You don't have to be alone. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The assistant really wanted to take him home. And he was like, no. I was loving. (laughs) Flat out. Like the Discord said, Jace got laid. Victor gets paid. Hex before sex. I guess more accurately (laughs) in, I guess, this context, Victor gets laid low. Oof. Since he pretty much dies Ow, right no, now, he's fine. He's all right. <laughs> he's he's going to make it. Somewhat okay, maybe. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I was loving all the the fucking like hex tech sigma male grind shit that people were talking about. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited to see this relationship fall apart. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. all the Jason Victor fans you'll have fan fiction go out go to ao3 you can write your stories but this is a this is a friendship that's not made to last based on the lore it's it's doomed and i'm very curious to see it play out yeah uh one additional thing i guess about the sex scene okay i was very curious about how (laughs) this is i guess technically a little later in the episode but the things on mel's neck and arms are they like are they augmentations or just like stick-ons? I I initially assumed that they were just part of her clothes, but they're still there when she's naked. Oh, I have could it no just be jewelry, and she just likes to wear it. Like I wasn't, I'm not really picturing what yeah, it is you're talking about. Yeah, they almost look like small, like I guess shoulder plates that like go oh. down and like a neck thing. But she like, does really it like, style, not, not like a Garen. Yeah, <laughs> not like holdrins or shit. Could you imagine they're wearing those while they fuck. Just clanking. <laughs> they just I was gonna say clanking. <laughs> they're just clanking. This is the loudest sex cannot. I've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope Victor's okay. <laughs> Who? Instead of like the cosmic imagery, it would be like a, a forge. Like, hitting that high Sparks bells are going flying, on. quite literally. <laughs> Yo, I saw people uh, tinfoiling that it was uh, that Rel will be their daughter, right? So hey, Iron Control, there you what? go. What? Oh, I, I, I don't know Rel. I mean, doesn't Rel hate her parents like a lot? I, I don't know her lore. I think I just... so. She's pretty YA edgy, from what I know. But she's a Noxus yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. so who knows? Mm. Oh, I mean, she could not know who her dad is if Mel sure. goes back to Noxus. Sure, yeah. Oh, 
shit. Absent father Jace. That's the best skin line. <laughs> Daddy Jace. Yeah. Uh, so now the episode kind of goes into another music video. Oh my god. Um, now This was so cringe, Ryan. Yeah, was- as much as I liked Jinx singing to get jinxed. It was fun. It was kind of meta. I as much as I liked that is how much I disliked this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, right, like, with Jinx, if you don't know anything about Jinx, it doesn't read as if, oh, here's here's Jinx as made by Riot Games for the, the release mm-hmm. of the champion. It's like, oh, that's just a song, right? And, it, you know, maybe if you pay attention, it's like, oh, maybe this is related to her. But with this, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. here's Imagine Dragons right here for their little music video oh, bit. God. <laughs> It's pretty fucking cringe, yeah. I agree. I wasn't was a huge the, fan of that. must have been in the contract or something. Contractually <laughs> 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 obligated to exist for 15 seconds. And <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is like the, the one big misstep I've seen so far in this entire series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they follow it up <laughs> with... A great cut. A great cut of fucking just Vi's knee... Going straight into Savika's face from across <laughs> the screen. So good. What's good is they cut away from the music to go to a scene, and then they cut back to the music, like a really hard cut. It's almost awkward, and then you see why. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love absolutely. It. They've done a really good job in like all all these brawl sequences, especially of starting the oh. fights off with really good like to start. They like kickstart the fight. Yeah. In, in some case, yeah, literally, yeah. right? It's awesome. This fight. <laughs> is incredible because you guys talked about weight a lot and you really see that here uh what's her name savika Mm -hmm. yeah she's got a metal arm that keeps like pumping you know power juice into it and it's just it's so they get exhausted very quickly which is realistic in a fight you get tired fast and they just and they can barely still hit each other but they're still hitting each other and God, I love Vi so much. These fight scenes are great. And I'm not, John knows I'm not like super into fight scenes. I don't usually find them that interesting. But these, they're just, they're not too long and they're so real feeling. Yeah. yeah. They like, they end when a fight scene would end. Like, people, yes. people are, I feel like in a lot of kung fu movies, especially, like, I, I like them for the choreography, but yeah. there's, you know, there's usually like a, a five minute fight scene and you see three or four hits actually connect. A lot of it is parrying, dodging and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like there's a realistic amount of blocks in these fights. Like yeah. you get two or three good blocks, but most of those fucking hits, they're mm-hmm. landing and you can't take too many hits from either of these two people <laughs> before you start feeling it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I love, I love Savika going into a rope-a-dope Right, like just like some moves yeah. that make a little bit of sense, and they played with the arm too, some which I thought was a lot of fun. Where she kind of it kind of goes mm-hmm. backwards on the joint, or like where it kind of kicks up behind her to hit Vi. It's like, yeah, be creative, yeah. have fun with it. God, that that one Vi punch underneath her arm for the uppercut was so good. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like that so much. Uh, I also liked her really like exhausted come at me wave mm-hmm. she I tries to do the wave I love she can barely shit. lift her arm up it's so good oh, it was so good uh, the whole thing was great and Vi like she wins this fight pretty much and that really says a lot about how much better she is than these motherfuckers sure yeah, yeah. she didn't need any fight juice I don't know what <laughs> it's called ju- I don't fight, fight milk she's <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh! And the crows come and back. Crows. It's all tied together. <laughs> oh, shit. They're creating fight milk this whole time. That's an Is Always Sunny reference for any of the listeners. A very old It's Always Sunny reference, too. I actually just watched that episode, like, yesterday. 
rewatched, you should clarify. (laughs) For like the tenth time. Uh, And then we get a nice silhouette shot of Caitlyn in this scene too after she breaks up the fight for Vi and gets that like shoots off you know Savika's fight juice canister <laughs> the the shot of her on the bridge with the ponytail and the sniper rifle very very Kerrigan from Starcraft oh sure yeah um, I will say I like Caitlyn continuing to shoot augmented people in the shoulder carrying over from yeah. the, <laughs> the warrior cinematic we thought it was just a we thought it was a a you know bad aim but really she's just all about fucking shooting people in the augments she it's just hates, what she does she hates augments man <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing it's a way to disarm without killing yeah i kind of wondered yeah. about that if it's yeah. just like a yeah mm-hmm. they did say that in her short story okay yeah when yeah, she yeah. shot that dude's augmented arm off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i remember that yeah um she needs a bigger gun for that though her gun's not <laughs> not doing it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Uh, that's foolish. That's why she gets rid of it in the next episode. Why do you keep calling me Cupcake? Because you're so sweet. <laughs> like a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute! I do like with that whole relationship that they're it's not they're not playing around with it. They're just kind of being very upfront. Right? And I think that's yeah. I, would, I, I appreciate that more than, than giving us just little baits here and there. Right? Yeah, it's, it's very important because baits are usually uh... <laughs> what's given yeah and it's very uncool but yeah they are being more forward with kate and vi and i hope that sticks the next episode in particular i think they have like a huge moment but yeah yeah uh, love it (laughs) Uh, another really great transition here when you have uh jinx trying to figure out all the hex tech shit and like working in her workshop and everything and like her there's sweat dripping off of her and then as it falls it turns into savika's augment dripping juice all over the ground Mm -hmm. very cool transition there (laughs) Uh, i also just like that jinx figured out how to make these fucking runes work real quick without any fancy academy equipment or victor's help like obviously she had some notes but like yeah she obviously also didn't understand half the notes someone just bored (laughs) someone brought that up about jinx on twitter and then someone else in the comments was like oh they had she had all of jace's notes and i'm like so like that doesn't (laughs) right like if (laughs) y'all i I guess the only way i could compare it is like if you've never done calculus in your life (laughs) and then were to look at a calculus math problem and like look at notes for that like it's not going to make sense. It's random ass figures. And like, even if someone were to explain it, like it's a different language and she doesn't have someone to explain it because they're writing in their own language that they understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting to me that like the way they had to get it working, right. Is they had to crank it. And I thought that that was something that could totally fall in line with helping help Jinx get to that point. Because who would who would crank anything? It'd be her, right? <laughs> and I think maybe a little bit more. I know they just they need to get it to a point where it's working for them for the pieces. But yeah, it, it's a little uh, abridged, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode six. We made it to episode six. Uh, first thing I want to notice about this or note about this episode is that little girl who comes to oh. meet Victor. Her name mm-hmm. is Sky. And I was curious if we knew who that was, like if Sky had come up before or would come up later. I think it might be the assistant. Yeah, that's a, because that's a little weird. They do reference oh. later in the episode, Jace is like, oh, go tell Sky to get Heimerdinger for us. 
Oh, I didn't. And that means she she's known Victor since they were children, yeah. and that they both come from Zon. Yeah, that I know. It's it's a little. It's, it's, I wonder if that's gonna like have a, a point. It just seems a little coincidental, right? But I don't know. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I hope that comes back. I'm really interested. I mean, like we see Victor at the end of this episode go back to that True. lab. Oh yeah, singed. Oh god, um, what if he like tricks her and gets her to come back like come back to the old stomping grounds and then they do something crazy experiment <laughs> with her i don't know oh i, I don't think that victor would want to do no, that probably but... Singed might. <laughs> but i could see her like getting in you know going back to that place being able to being the one person who might be able to find victor oh, yeah. if he goes mm, missing yeah, yeah she I might know that. where he is that was a cool end to yeah yeah we, we meet little rio who <laughs> was a a little legend first yeah i, I saw. didn't realize it was first i thought maybe it was a subsequent release type thing or something like that mm, how long ago was cute. that i think it was just this release so okay. you know mm. within the past like a week week and a half oh, okay so okay gotcha but yeah i like the the idea that when he says like the mutation must survive like we had talked about shimmer possibly being connected to the void and i for sure think it is like i think the the purple imagery is is very strong here. It's also purple like, means void purple. in Runeterra. <laughs> it does often mean void in Runeterra, but just like the fact that it's coming from from what we know to be like a deep fissure in the ground, and all of a sudden there are these just like these purple mushrooms that are kind of caught, you know, feeding this this power. And I guess a lot of that is channeling through whatever the hell Rio is, which is why it needs to be kept alive. Like whatever mutation singed made to it, like that is what is what's it like refining some shit that he's draining from rio or Hmm. or what but like it's clear this is kind of the source of a lot of the the shimmer yeah Mm -hmm. definitely right and then i think that also helps explain maybe how it's able to to how they're able to continue having it even though we saw assumedly most of their stores kind of destroyed at the end of act one so yeah yeah you were right by the way mark in and how people are using it and like they're misting it you were like i wonder how they're gonna <laughs> you mm. know water it down <laughs> so it doesn't turn them into monsters <laughs> yeah i guess that's a i mean apparently it's still kind <laughs> of done <laughs> yeah 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 but very slowly different. yeah and there's a there's a nice scene here between heimer and victor too where victor does kind of go away and heimer knows where to find him um, and they have kind of a, a little heart to heart and Heimer lets him know he knows of his prognosis and everything. Something that kind of stuck out here, and this has happened a few times throughout the past six episodes, is someone will mention something to Heimerdinger about Heimer's accomplishments or something like that. And Heimer will get this like deep, far away, sad look in his eyes, <laughs> which I mean, I guess is understand. Like he, he always looks like he has regret whenever someone mentions mm-hmm. his accomplishments, which I, if if we're saying that like the creation of Piltover happened like it happened in current lore and he's considered the father of Piltover like yeah I mean I guess I could see where that regret <laughs> would yeah. come from but yeah he's it's definitely something that he's kind of carrying with him it's it's pretty clear yeah yeah I think there's kind of an interesting the, the fact that Heimer has existed through the creation of Piltover and has seemingly seemingly been kind of at least in some sort of leadership and power position throughout his his time there um doesn't that to a degree sort of can put sorry uh some sort of (laughs) blame for the current situation on him in in some way i mean we don't know and we can they can always write it that you know he was always doing his best 
but you know it's it's just interesting where like he's looking out at the square after jinx's attack right and he's like how did it like how did this happen how did it come to this it's like well you know about you know, zon and all that shit right you know it's been around for a while right. So I don't know. Slow burn is how it came to this. Yeah. <laughs> the um this is back to the episode four, but they definitely have like a meeting where they're talking about what do we do about the undercity and they're all monsters. It's so frustrating to just hear these fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> talking about people that they have never gone down to see, don't know at all. Yeah. I did like that one senator with the cog necklaces mm, who was mm-hmm. like you know, there may not they may not be your favorite constituents, but they're still our people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in that well, sequence, go down there, damn. You know, Heimer, <laughs> Heimer's because you know Jace offers himself up, right? To like, oh, I'll shut everything down. I'll you know, I'll kind of be the sacrificial lamb. Even Heimer's first response is not anything but like, oh, you're gonna sacrifice your life's work. Like he, that's what he is really focused and distracted almost by, as opposed to like the more mm-hmm. real problem that's happening. So, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. And uh, yeah, next up is the scene where Jace kind of visits Mel. Um, and she's painting that. And she's painting. Uh, fucking. The Immortal Bastion. Actual mm-hmm. size painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. And he says, I didn't know you were an artist. And she says, there's a lot you don't know about me. Yeah, I caught on to, I, yeah. I caught on to that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm in exile from my family. Mm-hmm. She says, well painting the noxian yeah <laughs> didn't live up to, to standards and she says it as if she's trying to find a way to phrase it for him right that mm. makes sense for him you know yeah. do you think it's possible she's trying she's not there by noxus orders and she's trying to fight her way back like if she possible. can get some kind of control and bring something back home sure it's possible for sure yeah 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 it could hmm. it definitely could be we get jinx in the bar chuck <laughs> name's not chuck ah nice try chuck <laughs> And he's like, oh, what are you, what's going on? He's like, oh, we're supposed to grab some girls. I mean, I'm not grabbing girls. Yeah. <laughs> Except for those it's ones. really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, they really did a number on her. <laughs> Which number? It's, it's a saying. <laughs> You're doing great, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx is so good. Someone also put side by side. Um, powder leaning on the bar in the same way with Vander there, that same bar. Mm. It's the same exact shot. It's like the same oh, cup too, yeah. right? Is, isn't it? Cause, or maybe it's a different be. one, but it seems like it was the, because it's got all of her drawings yeah. and stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then when she goes upstairs and, and ties Savika up to the chair. Oh. Uh, so the first thing too was like, you immediately see that she has stabbed through Savika's augmented arm mm-hmm. so that there's no chance of the augmented arm being able to muscle its way out of these ropes, which was a good call because that's mm-hmm. probably what would have happened. <laughs> I mean, she's probably fought with Savika a lot. So, yeah, she had the insight to do that. I liked this scene a lot. I like how it's uh, subverting expectations, which we talked about before. You kind of assume that Savika's not going to tell her what's happening, but she immediately is like, oh, no, it's your sister. Your sister's alive. Yeah, yeah. they're going to try to capture her. And, and then, that's good. And you get the double subversion too when she's like, but with her in town, you know, you're gonna you're gonna implode so fast that it won't even matter. Mm-hmm. And then she like she does one of her like freak out things like, No, no, no and then he's like, No, psych <laughs> <laughs> also, Fuck you, I'll be fine. <laughs> and the visual shot of Silco getting to his office and looking up and seeing her 
tied up there and jinx has graffitied her body so good liar yes i love it i love it i i was kind of imagining this whole time that silko's downfall is gonna what brings jinx down in a way but i'm not sure now like i know she's really attached to silko but i don't know she definitely put put a barrier between them with that Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, for sure that and Vi, Vi coming back and I mean, I mean, we're skipping Ugh. ahead a little, but their their reunion being more reunion-y than I guess I kind of expected. I, like I expected it would yeah. not. I mean, obviously things did not go according to plan, but um, it seemed to really kind of start pulling Jinx a little bit back, right? Um, so yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see that divide start to grow between her and Silco, and at the same time, the possibility of of, of finding some sort of uh thing with Vi, some sort of relationship that could actually, you know, exist, right? Yeah. It's what's just gonna make it all that much worse when it doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Jinx immediately though summoning Vi as soon as she can is just wonderful. Yeah. And her actually showing up. <laughs> yes. I I was so awesome. worried that Me she wasn't too. gonna see the smoke or mm-hmm. something like that. That would have been again, that would have been a very easy thing to just do and like, oh she didn't yeah. see it. And now mm-hmm. Jinx is like, oh she doesn't care about me. Right. Mm-hmm. So. But they they went with something more heartbreaking. They're like, you want that reunion? We'll give you that reunion. And then we're going to rip it all away forever. Now, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> this was also the scene where Silco, the reason he wasn't there was because he was off visiting Marcus's daughter. That's a great shot when mm-hmm. he sees his daughter playing in the room and then he opens the door and Silco's there. That's just horrifying. He's probably never seen Silco not in Zon. So that alone yeah. is already terrifying to him, I'm sure. Yeah, like there's probably always the uh, an assumed distance where like, yeah, I work for him, but like he knows very little about me or mm-hmm. my life or anything like that. That's yeah. separate. So like this this may have been his first like, <laughs> oh shit, he knows everything. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a very strong thing. Again, I like they're dipping into this almost sort of like crime thriller drama genre every now and then i like that they kept yeah. it up going into this this arc too it's a lot of fun when they kind of dip their toes in there it was very sad to see that guy from the first episode show up again as a shimmer addict oh yeah this mm-hmm. whole scene when they when vi and caitlin go down deep into zon to vi's old house is just so good like all these people crawling around addicted to shimmer and just oh and then having that dude like be the one to turn them into in exchange mm-hmm. for Shimmer. Would you kind of kind of almost see coming? You well, you see it when so Caitlin gets that that cure and there's a little bit of shimmer in it and there's just that guy, the addict, is oh, just yeah. staring at so it. So hungry. Like his yeah. Lips, yeah. And you're like, Oh no, this isn't gonna end well. Yeah. But yeah. An, an interesting scene here too, and I don't know if I mean it was probably intentional. Uh, <laughs> I think everything is. Everything's <laughs> intentional, uh, including wh- putting Imagine Dragons in the video. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when Vi is cleaning up, or when Kate is cleaning up Vi, um, and she's got like that like scuff mark on her face, and Kate goes to like wipe it, and then Vi like smacks her hand away. It was very much like the first fight from episode one where like she got scuffed up and like Vander cleaned her face and she like let him do it. It, it definitely oh. seemed like, oh, a, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she probably hasn't someone hasn't had someone take care of her since then. So yeah, I can't imagine it's, yeah. it's easy, but they have a great moment here. Some lovely eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I did like this whole scene. I like when Silco shows up in, as well and the addicts are all like crawling around him because I think he has shimmer mm-hmm. that he's kind of handing them. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great visual. And then them taking Silco down was so satisfying. I mean, obviously not Silco, but all his people are <laughs> seem to be dead. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> Again, very... Silco's fine. But... That scene was very Jesus imagery. Oh, uh, was with it? Silco holding out the, the Oh, vials. you're right. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it looked like the leper scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. John yeah. was raised Catholic. <laughs> Interesting. I'm not as familiar with the leper scene as you described it, but I can certainly see what you're what you're talking about in general. Yeah. Uh, so we now get the unfortunate Jace Heimer scene uh, at the council and seeing Heimer's sad little eyes. It's, as, it's already a meme, but his sad little eyes. So sad. <laughs> his little mumu eyes. Yeah. <sighs> This was uh, like I mentioned. Like it gave me like it gave me a real episode three vibe. Where like he he means Star Wars episode. Star three. Wars episode. Three, yeah. <laughs> where, like Jace gets elected to the council, and he's the one who ends up starting the vote to kick Heimer out, inadvertently playing into the hands of all the other counselors who would love to see Heimer out, so they can keep going with all their shady deals and not have to worry about any oversight. And like he was doing it because he legitimately like cared about the people and. <laughs> wanted to make positive change and just didn't realize that all of the all of the negative repercussions because he moved too fast just like Heimerdinger warned him about it's true yeah it is true yeah yeah I mean I'm glad we are still seeing Jace like genuinely upset and wanting to help Victor um he hasn't like moved on and pushed Victor out yeah all that quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I, is I, good. exactly right I think that would just make it too it makes it would make things less compelling. It's more compelling for him to have a yeah. very clear vested personal stake in things. And I, and like you said, I like that he, I like that he, you know, he 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 immediately ran out of bed when he heard Victor's fucked up, right? You know, oh yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of scene transitions, that transition of like Mel alone in the bed to like you know Victor in the hospital bed, we can uh, mm-hmm. assume, but that he's he's there, he's got his back, right? And I like that more than mm-hmm. Jace just being like, oh, I wonder if wonder if Victor is okay. <laughs> he's like Jace, I'm literally <laughs> dying. Please come. <laughs> Please yeah. help. Please stop having sex with yeah. Mills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so finally we get the combat scene between the Firelights and Jinx and Vi. All of this is just incredible. I, I loved Vi and Jinx's reunion. I remember being worried that Kate was going to show up and Jinx was going to get mad and that's how it was going to end. But again, I think they subverted expectations by having Kate show up. But Vi was still able to talk to her yeah. a little bit. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this looks bad, but like, <laughs> come on, give me a second. Jinx didn't immediately fly off the rails. It's only when the firelights show up that things go really south. Mm-hmm. And it all happens so fast. Yeah. And that dude who knocked Caitlyn out, highest high kick I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's one once it's not human, right? It's like kind of, right? Because I, oh, they're I mostly see them. humans, and then that one guy, he's got like the the, the mask that's even more animal, right? And kind of oh, I'll have to check oh, that maybe out. something like that. I don't know. I can't wait to see them. I'm assuming in Act Three, we're going to see them finally unmasked. But go ahead, John, lay down all your echo evidence. First of all, I just want to say, speaking of parallelism, this is the second act in a row where the act ends with Vi yelling out powder. And trying to run towards powder and oh. then getting knocked unconscious and, and dragged and stolen. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh god. I right. do I, I oh, one go thing ahead. I did love 
about the end of this is it all clears up so fast too there's like no evidence that vi was there that the firelights were there to make me think that jinx might not even be totally sure it all happened sure yeah i don't know though that's true i mean she even asks yeah. if she's you know real when they first yeah, are meet, you so, real yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right echo evidence sure and oh my god you literally have it part in your notes evidence echo <laughs> equals firelight leader mm-hmm. um number one he's got the echo hourglass on his shirt sure mm-hmm. uh number two frequently checks his pocket watch <laughs> it could be zillion could be. <laughs> oh god i hope Three. <laughs> oh my god i would be so imagine that he takes that mask off and it's fucking zillion's face all sweaty and bunched up under there <laughs> Uh, shit. Okay. Uh, he uses a voice modulator to disguise the voice. Yeah, well, that's how I figured it was somebody that we know. Mm-hmm. His his blunt melee weapon has a clock gear on it. Mm-hmm. He wears a red scarf like the one that Echo has. Mm. Uh, Benzo's shop had a ton of masks in it. So oh. if Echo was going to raid his workplace to build a resistance force after Benzo died, he's got all the masks he needs to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the excursion, or at the end of that altercation, they stole the Hextech gem, which we know will be key in Echo's Z drive. Uh, and the final bit of evidence I have, and um, I guess close your ears if you don't want this spoiled. This is like the merch what? thing, right? Uh, the, the voice actor is the uh. voice actor of Echo. <laughs> from the Legends of Rune Terra cinematic where he invents the hover bike that he is oh. likely riding in, in mm. this show. Yeah. They really put a, trying to hide this character while not really hiding it at all. There. Huh? So, you know, <laughs> so if it's funny. not Echo, man, the mother of all fucking redirects. That would be right. really funny. Okay, here's my tinfoil, right? Did you play the Legends of Rune Terra speaking of uh, single player with Echo? Uh, I... Let's see. Yes, I just finished the Echo one. I think I just moved on to the Misfortune now. All right. Well, I have not finished it, but I do know that it, the whole thing of that little sto- little single player thing is his time buddy. That's also him from another timeline called Ozzy. So that's what I'm saying. It is. Is it's Ozzy? It's other timeline Echo. <laughs> <laughs> and there he's it is. already got his Z drive somehow. You know Some what? Shit like I'm on that. board. <laughs> he's hard. Hey, a lot of crystals are around. Surely one has gone missing. <laughs> Last tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> let me uh, let me click to it's, my other evidence list. It's not about rookie. Uh, oh, thank this God. is my my evidence that Mel is either LeBlanc or LeBlanc's daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> evidence one: Mel's mother is an accomplished stateswoman and warlord in Zon. Evidence two. Mel's eye paint looks a little bit like LeBlanc's, maybe. And evidence three, I want it. <laughs> John's just a huge LeBlanc fan. So. I do like the idea of her being literally everyone, everywhere, all the time. <laughs> I do love that idea that everything's LeBlanc's fault. Yeah. She's also Heimerdinger. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. Right? <laughs> Fucking backstabbed myself. God damn it. <laughs> Talk good. about masturbation. Her and Jay's. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> now that's cosmic. <laughs> yeah, that's pod racing. I was thinking it because I said it just like that motherfucker, too, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, that was Act Two. Yeah. I'm so excited for Act Three, but also sad. I'm going to be sad when we watch them. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. I'm really looking forward to Act Three because I, I do feel the need for it to kind of, you know, finish Act mm-hmm. Two, right? Especially and like give, give us the other yeah. piece of it, you know? Yeah. I do now, I no longer now think that it's going to go beyond the lore we already have, which is what I was hoping when we were watching Act One. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is going to end, you know, with Jinx further than she is in her lore. I think that Kate and Vi are still going to be trying to stop her, but I don't know. Yeah. It has to have a satisfying conclusion in some way, too, though, so I'm interested to see what that will be. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. I'm very curious to see how they how they handle it, how they stick the landing on this one. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I am hoping we get Warwick now that we are seeing Singed and he's clearly about to start working with Victor. I assume, I did love that, um, you know, Victor, <laughs> 10 years, more than 10 years later, 15 years later being like, I understand. Did you think Singed knew what he was talking right. about? <laughs> <laughs> you understand what? What, what do you understand? Who the fuck are you? I was just in an Who explosion seven uh, years ago. I, I've lost all my memory. <laughs> I didn't order any pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not even carrying pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love a pizza delivery, Victor. Now, oh, and it's in his arm. His little yeah. third arm's holding a pizza. Yeah. That'd be great. He, oh man, <laughs> his old would just be a big pizza storm. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, Make it right. yeah. You need another it one all to go works. with Siver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? Um, I had so I know I had some concerns uh, Act One about kind of just the general world building, but it was really nice to see Zahn and Piltover both become more what we know them as and also i think they did a, yeah. a lot more of like establishing hey you got to descend down into zon and I, I, I like that that's really all i wanted mm-hmm. was just make that more clear <laughs> and i'm satisfied give me an elevator <laughs> give me an elevator yeah right give me a bathysphere or whatever so yeah 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 i don't think too much else about that oh there's one other thing um so when they're showing those stuff off to heimerdinger right they're showing him the hex core um he's looking at uh, Victor and he says like something about him has changed um, do we have any idea of what that's in reference to I know he's having kind of weird oh, visions yeah. with the hex core and some of his blood is in there now mm-hmm. so. it was also like the reaction that Heimer had to that where he clearly recognized something in it and like something specific it seems like it wasn't necessarily like the vague um, magic could reignite the rune war type thing that he had been afraid of in the past like this seemed like something very specific like I've seen this very thing before (laughs) and this is bad yeah I don't know I don't know if he's like I don't know if he means something more like actual physiological or if he's just more broadly speaking like oh Victor you've you're becoming a rune war guy you're becoming a rune mage or something like that (laughs) like they're called (laughs) you're becoming a rune war (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I'm curious to see if that gets uh, touched on at all. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what was our thoughts about Act 2? Join us next week for Act 3. Um, if you want to chat at all, we have a Discord now. I've linked it in the episode description. And we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. We also post this on YouTube if you ever want to chat there instead. Mm. But the Discord's been fun. Yeah. 
So, Swing by. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to all you folks who joined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a great place. Uh-huh. A lot of people get distracted with the trivia channel that John set up. <laughs> it's Trivia Bot, League of Legends Trivia. It's really fucking distracting. It's a great way to learn yeah. all sorts of random <laughs> shit. I love it. It's really making me realize that I don't know the names of any abilities in the game. Yeah. Like any of them. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll be like, that is, I know like what button it is. But. Q. Q. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's Victor's Q. I don't know what it's called. Shield throw thing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, join us. Join us. All are welcome. Join, join us. us. <laughs> Just be nice. Join- <laughs> oh yeah, be nice or I'll kick you out. <laughs> And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> you gotta say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>